0: The rate of adoption of Bitcoin in 2020 has hit new records and that explains in part its rise to over $18,000 and as of today, nearly $19,000. It's getting within shooting distance of its all-time high of $20,000, which was reached in December 2017. This has been a great year for crypto exchanges and investment platforms like Revix. Sean Saunders is the founder and CEO of Revix. Welcome Sean. First of all, is this the best year ever for crypto companies like Revix and if so, what do you expect in 2021?
1: Hi, Kevin. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. So I can't say this is the best year just yet. Uh, give us maybe another few hours or few days and you see that Bitcoin price move back up to all-time highs and then, yes, I will be definitely saying that this is the best year to be in crypto. Uh, it has been a really good year for Revex. I mean, we've seen record new signups, record customer assets under management. I mean, the last few months have just been a really explosive time in crypto. And, I mean, I just yeah, it's quite remarkable to sort of see the market move the way that it has over the last while. You've seen sort of so many different factors sort of come together at once. You saw PayPal sort of move into the crypto space very unexpectedly. Uh, you saw Square, you know, saying that they're going to have a 1% of their treasury or of their, their cash holdings in Bitcoin. You've seen the likes of you know other big institutions out there do exactly the same and you know this is driving a lot of adoption in the crypto space and it's it's exciting because it all seems to be happening at once
0: yeah it does seem reminiscent of december 2017 when there was that fantastic melt up you know when it just ran up uh, incredibly in the last uh, month or six weeks of the year i mean the bitcoin price has been stealing the headlines but what about other cryptos that have been doing well this year
1: so the altcoin market, and people don't actually realize this, but the first half of this year was sort of dominated by the altcoin market. So that's every cryptocurrency that's not Bitcoin. And if you look at a year-to-date performance graph of the altcoin market versus Bitcoin, you would actually see that alternative coin market outperforming Bitcoin. Uh, so you've seen the likes of Polkadot. You've seen the likes of Chainlink. You've seen like the, the likes of even Litecoin more recently and Ripple they have really started to outperform Bitcoin. Um, it's It's sort of been, I think, over the last... Maybe even 24 hours that you've seen the likes of Stellar Lumens and Ripple really start stealing some of the limelight. I mean, I think both of those coins are up actually over 50% over the last 24 hours. And this is definitely. It's starting to feel a little bit like 2017. So I would definitely, I'd recommend that whoever's listening to this exercise caution when entering the market. Uh, at Revix, we we always advocate a long-term investment horizon when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Don't go and put you know a massive investment in. Rather, gradually enter the space. Put a small investment in. With us, you can see it started with 500 grand. You know, test out the waters. Make sure that you're comfortable in the crypto space, and then over time, sort of dollar cost average into an investment and into the crypto market gradually over time. And that way you're not really timing the market. And if this market grows over the longer term, which we expect it to do, then you naturally, you've got a more valuable portfolio.
0: Right, we did an article on this in MoneyWeb where we were talking about this RAND cost averaging. And had you done that from the beginning of 2018, that's when the Bitcoin market was in a crash. The the Bitcoin market actually crashed about 85% over the next year and a half, and then it recovered. But if you were investing equal amount of, say, 500 Rand per month or 1,000 Rand per month into Bitcoin over that period of time, you'd still be up over 50%. It's quite incredible, the, the Rand cost averaging. It's, for people who don't know or who are afraid of investing into this market, is that something that you would recommend as a way for them to rather safely get involved in this?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, at Revix, like I said before, we definitely advocate taking a smaller sort of starting approach. You know, put 500 Rand in, put 1,000 Rand, put whatever you feel comfortable putting into the crypto market. Do that. Get a feel for how it all works. I mean, this market at the moment, it is moving between 5 to 10% a day. I mean, with some coins moving 50%, it's inevitable that you will see quite a big pullback. And, you know, maybe that's a buying opportunity for you. But trying to time the market to say that this is either the top or the bottom, I mean, that's a fool's game. Uh, There's no professional investor out there that's consistently been able to do that. So dollar cost averaging into the market over the long term is probably one of the most sound investment strategies. And perhaps in crypto more than any other asset class, starting small and then as you feel more comfortable, adding more funds over time.
0: I suppose we should just clarify that when we say dollar cost cost averaging, we're, we're really talking about rand. So rand cost averaging, and that is when you you invest a regular amount of money over a period of time. You're not trying to time the bottom of the market or get out of the top of the market, correct?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. So you're looking to put in a set amount, call that 500 rand or 1,000 rand, Uh, on a regular set interval. So that could be every single two weeks, every single month, every single quarter. And then you look to do that over the long-term. And then if you think about a price chart, which goes a little bit up and a little bit down, and then sort of like a wave from the left to the right, you wanna make sure that you're able to sort of be buying in and that wave is sort of moving up to the top right. So if you do that over time and the market is increasing over time, then you would have a portfolio that grows in
0: value. One of the things we've noticed this year is the, the adoption rate for, for Bitcoin and we spoke about that at the beginning. But do you see public understanding of crypto is moving to a higher level? Are you having to answer less questions about, you know, is Bitcoin a scam or is this something that is just too dangerous for me to get involved? Are we past that or is that still a discussion that we're having with people?
1: I think we've got past the sort of 2017 skepticism where it seemed that crypto was a bit of a passing fad. I mean, there was a lot of, I think just everyday asset managers, a lot of professional investors, they were kind of saying, oh, this crypto thing, it's going to blow away. Um, you know, in a year or two, we're not going to even know about it. And there was this real risk, I think, in a lot of people's heads that this could go to zero. You could have these digital assets that become worthless. And I think if you look at this asset class today. You don't have that same sort of risk. Well, I guess that's my personal opinion. But we certainly don't feel that same sort of risk. It seems like asset managers, it seems like the general public have a better understanding of what the value is that this market provides. I mean, the, the ability of central banks to sort of go and print as much money as they have. Uh, has sort of you know raised major concerns and probably you know rightful concerns that this global economy that we have today maybe is a little bit more fragile than it was twelve months ago i mean it 's probably definitely more fragile than it was twelve months ago and should the central banks continue to print the money the way that they have and continue with the easy monetary policy, we could be seeing you know fiat currencies get significantly devalued and that 's why you 're seeing a lot of people move into the likes of bitcoin Litecoin, et etc et etc so I think there 's a very good case to be made at the moment for crypto as a sort of alternative financial system emerging. And I think what you've seen as well is institutional adoption. Uh, And as I mentioned earlier, I mean, institutional adoption, not just being the likes of PayPal entering the space, but also fund managers saying, well, okay, well, maybe Bitcoin is actually going to be competing with gold as a means of store of value. And there is a scarcity element, even though this is a digital asset. And I think that's what is driving a lot of Bitcoin's price gains in particular.
0: Okay. Revix has a, a fairly interesting way of entering into this market. So you offer these bundles. One of them is a top 10 bundle. And that's a, it's like a unit trust where you're basically investing in the top 10 cryptocurrencies. And they're all equally weighted, 10% in each of the top 10 of those cryptocurrencies. And then you've got a payments bundle and you've also got a smart contracts bundle. Now, so people who don't really know well which crypto should I invest in, that's a way that they can enter into it fairly safe. So there's a diversification of risk there. But I'm pretty interested in the the payments bundle because of some of the activity and some of the developments we're seeing around payments using cryptos. What do you expect to happen in this space going into 2021 around payments and, and facilitated by crypto?
1: So you're seeing the emergence, and I think the last three years have sort of been sort of laying the foundations. I mean, all that's been going on behind the scenes in the crypto space has been quite phenomenal, but sort of laying the foundations for The on and off ramps in the crypto space, I mean, if you think back to 2017, being able to make a payment to a company in crypto was pretty difficult. I mean, there was a few providers that could assist you, but, you know, the volatility of crypto made things difficult. You know, no merchant really wants to receive Bitcoin or Litecoin. They sort of want to be currency agnostic. And there has been the emergence now of all these different payment providers that are able to take Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ripple, I mean, PayPal's moving into the space or they've moved into the space, should I say, and sort of treat them exactly the same as you would treat a rand or a pound or a dollar when making a foreign currency purchase. It doesn't matter sort of what you're paying with. And that's really powerful because I think over the longer term, it's just going to be another checkout option. Crypto will just be another checkout option. And that's really powerful in the sense that, well, okay, does it matter if you're sitting in South Africa then and you're paying with rands or Bitcoin or Litecoin, or if you're sitting in the US and you're paying with dollars or Bitcoin? No. As long as the merchant is able to get the value that they need for the purchase, that's what really matters. So I think the the payment space in the the crypto scene is really going to grow. It's going to continue to grow. You've also seen the likes of XRP, uh, increase in value over the last while. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's been some phenomenal returns over the last 24 hours. But what XRP is really looking at doing, and this is Ripple's cryptocurrency, is they're looking at making cross-border payments between financial intermediaries a lot more seamless. So currently, I think the latest stats out were that you pay 7% on average, when you're making international payments, seven percent of the amount that you're sending to somebody is being given to these financial institutions and all the intermediaries. Let me the correct same. you
0: on that, Sean. That's actually twelve percent, uh, because I just looked at it's this. It's twelve percent. Twelve percent is what you're yeah. paying when you're shipping money across borders. So Ripple is basically coming up with a with a much cheaper system. Is that right?
1: That's exactly it. And I mean, Bitcoin kind of fits this as well. So does Litecoin. These are looking at you know, Essentially making international payments a bit cheaper. Ripple is just focusing on the financial institution side of things. And what they're looking at doing is essentially having a cryptocurrency that moves between fiat currencies seamlessly. So instead of paying 12% or 7% or whatever the amount may be, you pay just a couple cents every single time you make a payment. And I think we're moving to the, the point where it'll be like an email. It'll be completely free to make a
0: payment. Okay, final question, what's coming up for Revix? What can we expect from you in the coming year?
1: Oh yes, so this is gonna be quite exciting for us. So we're looking to sort of merge the weird and wonderful world of crypto with the more traditional financial world. And what we're gonna be offering is a variety of themed based investment options. So if you think about AI, biotech, 5G technology, renewable energy, artificial meat, and I mean, I can go on and on and on. These are all emerging sectors and trends. And for the average person, you know, how do you invest in these? You probably don't know how. And we're going to have a variety of different options that enable you to just that, to invest in these different themes and sectors. And it'll be literally as easy as buying our crypto bundles. So if you're wanting to invest in esports and you think that's an industry that's going to grow, perhaps you think medical cannabis is an industry that's really going to grow. We're going to have a few different options that allow you to do that.
0: Okay, so really is getting more and more mainstream crypto investment. You're going to have all these different themes around which you can invest. And you're going to be launching a whole bunch of new products in 2021.
1: That is exactly it. And uh, on the crypto side of things, we'll be branching out into a few other individual cryptocurrencies. Currently on the platform, we've got Bitcoin as a standalone cryptocurrency. We've got PAX Gold, which is a fully backed uh, gold token. So it's fully backed by actually physical gold bars sitting in london Bolts. and then we've got usdc which is a dollar backed stable coin on the platform in the near future we're going to be introducing ethereum uh, more likely than not ripple and a few other cryptocurrencies so that uh, you know we we sort of offer what i think a few other other exchanges in south africa offer
0: okay i think there's a question that people often have why do i want to buy a us dollar in crypto what is the advantage of doing that so you talked about usdc as a stable coin uh, a stable coin, just to explain to those who don't know, it's a, it's a crypto coin which is fully backed by the dollar, right? So, But why would people want to buy that in crypto form?
1: Well, I think the first thing is that currency markets only work uh, essentially like in office hours, right? So, they start at midnight on um, Sunday, I suppose, well, running into Monday, and then they go through to the end of the week. And then over the weekend, there's no trading that happens in foreign currency. So, the beauty with the stable coin is essentially you're able to get that liquidity over the weekend. So, if you're needing to convert that into something, if you're wanting to use it for something, you're able to do so, which is the first big advantage. The second thing is that if you're wanting to send this around the world, it becomes incredibly easy using a stable coin. It costs you, again, a couple cents to send a stable coin from one wallet to another. And there's a big use case just in that. I mean, having dollars uh, in any dollar-denominated account and then making a payment internationally, as we mentioned earlier, it comes out to being, what, 12% odd, which is quite costly. And then the last thing is when you're sitting in South Africa, an emerging market, or you're sitting in any other emerging market, and your currency is sort of jumping up and down the entire time, perhaps you want a harder currency. You want something that's a little bit more stable. And that's where a dollar stable coin really plays a big part, because people want to hold something that's going to hold its value over time. Um, how's this for actually an interesting stat? Um, And the only reason I knew this is because earlier today I was making a payment internationally and I landed up sort of switching the rand and dollar around. So we all used to the currency exchange rate being 15 rand 80 to the dollar, right? Now, if you think about it and you switch that around, it's currently six US cents give you one rand. Now, there was a time obviously when that was in parity, right? I mean, the rand was actually stronger than the dollar. But to think about that, that is a 94% depreciation of the rand to the dollar. And that's, I think, the, the reason why stablecoins are actually emerging the way that they are.
0: What an interesting story. Yeah, and it's a bit of a sad story as well. Um, yeah, there, there was a time when the, the, there was parity between the rand and the dollar. Okay, Sean, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, fascinating discussion. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you again in the, in the near future. Thanks for coming on.
1: No, thank you very much, Karen. Have a good rest of the day.
0: You too. That was Sean Sanders, who is the CEO and founder of investment platform, crypto investment platform, Revix.